calling him. Cam, even though we do this little sync thing, it, like, it was based off the way we used to record, and it's kind of, like, not necessarily applicable, but it's just part of our ritual at this point. So, oh, no, wait, but we're not on phones now, because it's not, it's not you and me. We're on the Zoom. Never mind. Canceling. Can't do it. Yep, yep, exactly. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Are we all clapping or just you clap? The Zoom is new to all of us. <laughs> well, no, but we still need the we still need it on the file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to let's do it one more time. Count us down. It's going to be 3 2 1 clap. Two, one. Good enough. That'll be right there. It's always a little bit of a slippage anyway. Fix it in post. Just like everything. Cool. Right on. Uh, and, Ryan, you'll be happy to know I fixed my squeaky chair. Yeah. So, now I don't have to... <laughs> if, you, if you want to, feel free. Yeah, take a minute. Ah, I do the same thing. Yeah, I have my little, my, the little wooden one. Well, so Ryan, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we don't edit squeaks. <laughs> Just live with them, live or die by them. Okay, cool. So uh, once again, so I've got you guys here on the old Zoom. That's the other thing that I need to have up. That's a little bit different. So I got you guys here. Uh, okay, hold on. I need to be able to from here. <laughs> oh, these cords. All right, cool. Okay, uh, yeah. So pretty much just uh, stand by. Like I said, I'm gonna bring us in like normal. We'll do the improv. Cameron will bring you in. Oh, that's the other thing. So uh, after we do our little improv, I'll be like. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to throw to Ryan. Ryan's going to give us a description of the film. He'll say a little something something and then he'll say, "Jason, what did you think about this movie?" Now from there we would normally go to a a, a trailer since we don't have so I'm going to announce that we don't have a trailer, but then I'm going to give you a chance to plug your show before we get kicked off, Cameron. So, um so I'll officially uh so cuz I'm going to I'm going to bring you in as a character, right? Or something like that. You know, it's going to be a little improv-y, so um, so, so I'll give you a chance to talk about that. Uh, you go ahead and wrap it up and then I'll be like, sounds great. Let's go ahead and get started. Ryan, where should we start? He gives his at the beginning line and we go right in. Oh, and then from there, actually what'll happen is, so I'm going to give a brief little, like two, probably two to three minute monologue of like the opening shot. That'll just be me describing it. And then, and then, and then after I sort of wrap that up, I'll say like, okay guys, so here we go. Let's talk about the, you know, something like that. When you hear that, like, okay guys, that's like your cue where it's like, okay, open up. You guys can jump in whenever you want. Yeah. So I will, so I'll introduce, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce you as a fake improv character at the top. He'll give the description. And then when, and then when he throws to me and I say no trailer, I would say, oh, we'll have no trailer, but Ryan, you know, let's go, let me go ahead and do a, I want to do an actual formal introduction here. We actually have a, uh, our guest here is not a, you know, crazed psychopath that escaped from a mental patient. He's actually the host of the green shirt podcast, Cameron Harrison. Uh, welcome to the show. 
you know, why don't you give people a little bit of a breakdown about what you do? We'll riff about it for a quick second or two, and then we'll go into it. Cool, awesome. So uh, we will go through pretty much from beginning to end. Uh, feel free to go on tangents. I'll bring us back. Uh, when we get to our final shot, it'll be something like, and that was 36 Chamber of Shaolin. Let's go ahead and wrap up like we do with our three adjectives. I'll probably kick it to Ryan just so he can start it off, and then I'll go to you, and then I'll wrap it up. Um, and then I'll give you one last chance to sort of like come back and like plug like where people can catch it, right? You know, just all the streaming platforms, if you have a website, anything like that. Um, and then we'll do the same for ours. We'll pull the next film. And then we do a little thing at the end where we randomly pull our next film um, from a master list of like 200 and it's just like a random lottery draw. So I will incorporate you into that somehow. Um, you know, either just ask you to pick one through 200 or give me two numbers and I'll add divide, whatever, something like that, right? Either way. So yeah, and then we'll pull that film. I'll kick it to Ryan for a brief description and we're out. So that's our show. Awesome, cool. All right, enough talking. I think we're good. <laughs> I know, right? Now that I'm all talked out, just kidding, like I could, that could ever happen. Okay, all right, so yeah, we're good. Let's get this thing going. Way too many fucking apps. It's like this at fucking work, dude. I always have like 24 tabs open working remotely. It's so annoying. And then it's like... <laughs> no, don't share screen. Don't share screen. All right. Cool. Stand by. God damn it. I'm sorry. I'm always a mess before the fucking shows. Ryan can attest to this. All right. Had to get my Daniel LaRusso headband on. Get ready to fight. Get ready to fight. <laughs> Are you ready to go? Sure am, Mom. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in The Sim... <laughs> reminds me of that scene in The Simpsons where they're having Frank Grimes over for dinner, or Burns over for dinner. He's like, are you ready? He's like, just get my shoes on. She goes into the living room. He's like sitting in his underwear racing slot cars. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're doing it we're doing it we're all lubed up and ready to go stand by <laughs> here we go <clears throat> hello peoples and welcome to esoterica cinema the podcast where we take films from the cinematic multiverse and discuss the hell out of them my name is Jason Peters, and with me, as always, is the man who for three years lived disguised as a monk in a Shaolin temple before he was found out, Mr. Ryan Siebold! Not bad, man, not bad. It's so apropos, too. I mean, I feel like there might be some sort of correlation to the movie we're about to watch, but uh, maybe it's a coincidence. I don't know. Either way, tell us a little bit about this. Okay. 
Is this a Florida thing or is this a Ryan thing, by the way? Okay. I can see Florida being a robe town. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> now But if, it, if, if it's the 37th chamber and you guys are sitting here, are you telling me that you never graduated the 37th chamber? And that like, oh, so you just, <laughs> I, you know, <sighs> cinematic confession. I have not been to the 37th chamber. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. I have not visited it yet. It's been on my list. Uh, I just haven't had a chance. <laughs> I man, I'm, I've been sitting here trying to make come up with a joke for the last seven seconds about the 69th chamber, and I just couldn't do it, man. But I feel like there was some low hanging fruit that I just left fucking hanging there, and I'm really disappointed with myself right now. <laughs> Oh, I could have told us done some ribbing like, oh, I bet you guys graduated from the 69th chamber together. <laughs> who was the student and who was the pupil on that one? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess this bit's dead and gone then. And we just got to go. Oh, rabbit. <laughs> 69 rabbit style. Let's just go ahead and get into a description for our film then. Ryan, what you got? <laughs> Ryan, as always, I'm going to tell you right after this trailer. Except I'm not. Ah, I didn't even really sell the fake out last time, man. You know, I was thinking about it. I was like, should I fake out? Should I not? And then I went for it, but we did it last time, and then I second-guessed it. Ugh, disappointed in myself. Uh, either way, uh, yes, that is my way of telling you, the audience, that we do not actually have any clips or trailers for you today, uh, as is the case usually for our foreign language films. Um, oftentimes, there is not the English dubbing, which... Man, we're gonna have to talk about dubs versus subs. I know all of us had a little bit different experience, and... 
I feel like anybody who watches one or the other comes away with a different experience as well. We'll talk about that in a minute. But before we do, uh, I did want to go ahead and actually give our guest Cameron here a little bit of time to speak to his program. So uh, he, he is, yes, Cameron Harrison, but he is actually not uh, Ryan's, uh, I don't know, slave. You said he was your pupil, but then I was getting some sort of, you know, like, 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 like slave master vibes. I don't know. You guys probably have a complicated relationship. Either way, uh, Cameron hosts a podcast, a very, very entertaining podcast called The Green Shirt Podcast. Cameron, why don't you go ahead and tell uh, the audience a little bit about your show. Yeah, it's also great because it's like one of those things too where so like for someone like me, like I get to so I have I'm not familiar with Star Trek either, you know? And so yeah, of course, like literally any other show, any other podcast that looks at Star Trek, I can't hang with them. But the fact that you have you're two knowledgeable people and then you, who's the you know, hence the green shirt, right? Because you're a rookie newbie. Um Yeah, right? Uh so <laughs> yeah so for someone like me who's not familiar like I get to totally like you get to mimic my experience and it makes for a really enjoyable show whether you're familiar with the program or not the Star Trek that is <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow ballsy just like the protagonist man you know just coming out straight on top let's see if you get smacked down right away or not <laughs> absolutely so i'll tell you what man let's go ahead uh with the introductions and silliness out of the way uh we can go ahead and get started on our discussion here ryan it's a good place to start at the beginning absolutely so for our opening shot we open on a wide shot of a lone figure in the center of the screen he's lit by a lone overhead spotlight standing disciplined and strong his musculature visible even from afar now from there we perform what technically isn't a jump cut, but somehow still feels like one as we move to a medium close-up of the man staring directly into camera. There's a flash of blue lighting accompanied by the sound of thunder, after which the stage illuminates into bright white as our hero performs a brief and effective martial arts display and the credits roll. Now guys, uh, right off the bat, very first thing, 
I when when the guy's standing there and he's got the 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 rings on his wrists, like uh, I immediately thought of Kung Fu Hustle, and I'd have to imagine that that was like a reference to that film. Cameron, kind of like yourself uh, and on listeners as well, I'm not very well versed in Kung Fu, right? In Kung Fu films, I mean, you know, the the discipline itself, of course. If you if you've seen my body type, it's obvious. But Kung Fu films as well, I'm not super ver- well versed in them at all. I've seen a couple, maybe. Um, and even the ones it's like, you know, we watched Harakiri the other day and it's like, well, no, that's more of like an art film that just happens to have samurais in it. Same thing I would argue with like seven samurai. So like, I'm not from that like old school camp of, well, campy Kung Fu. Right. Um, so, you know, so I'm sure there's a lot of references that I have seen along the way that are ultimately references to this film, you know, and I'm sort of, we're sort of, I'm sort of just discovering that for the first time as I watch this. So, uh. But yeah, so and then, you know, from there we get a series of sort of different setups with the credits. And I thought it was really effective. It was like, hey, it's a credit sequence. So, you know what? Like we don't really uh, let's just kind of be artsy with it. And, you know, they show them doing like a bunch of these different, um, you know, kung fu moves. And at first it's sort of uh, it's, you know, just uh, against like this falling water, you know, and he's sort of like punching the water and we get some really cool visuals that way. And then all of a sudden (laughs) he's like, fuck you, water. You killed my mom. Bam. (laughs) <laughs> he really does. And then uh, and then, he, you know, he's doing the same thing sort of up against this sort of very nice, you know, big red backdrop with the sunset and everything. And so. Uh, oh, did it. <laughs> that is absolutely Mars. I wonder if they went to Red Rocks or. Uh, <laughs> um. Really? Oh, hold on. Stop. Stop that. I didn't know that. You went to film school, huh? Oh, where we're at? Hey. That's awesome, dude. Congratulations. So we actually have three film school graduates on right now. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's actually that's how Ryan and I met. Ryan and I met in film school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we went to, uh, it's a New York film Academy, uh, out of universal studios out here in Los Angeles. Um, so yeah, he, yeah, I know. Right. It's like a, it's like a satellite program, uh, that they do. Um, so, but yeah, so he, he's one of those Johnny cash types who's lived everywhere. Right. Like (laughs) you can talk to 12 different people and each of them can be from somewhere else. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm from there. Oh, yeah, I'm from there, too. Oh, yeah, I'm from there. Guy was born in like 12 different places at the same exact time. It's very strange. Um, So. Oh. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, you know what? Just shot me down, man. (laughs) Yeah, I was just gonna. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, no, he's been everywhere. Like, drops three places. No, I'm not from there. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Great story. Could have used a robot. <laughs> oh wow, that uh, that is three diff- very different places. No. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, so let's go ahead and start where the film where the film starts in terms of like you know the story proper. Uh, well, I'll and I'll mention this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please go ahead. <laughs> don't we all that that's actually the podcast host physique it's so common they just started calling it podcast host physique like dad bod f- podcast host physique Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you would have liked to have just uh, seen him at his, you know, meekest state or whatever. So that we starting off so that we could see him grow into that. (laughs) Painting. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, no. And I can appreciate that. Um, and it's, it's kind of interesting, too, because I don't know about you guys, but I will say that uh, for the first 20 minutes or so, I really didn't know what the hell was going on, man. Like I was I was trying to figure out and it's like, OK, cool. So there's this like military procession where some leader general like comes in on horseback and then. Um, I believe so. I believe he's reflected. He's a, a representative of like the Manchu dynasty, and that's sort of who's in control. And then I believe it's. <laughs> I I did listen to the dub. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and then you know, so he's they're strolling in, and then they're sort of attacked by like rebels in hiding. Um, and but there are some aspects of the film that it sort of just throws at you right out of the gate right like so that opening action sequence i really feel like does set the stage very well for the film that we're about to watch uh ryan uh did did you feel the same and was there was what did you take away from sort of like those opening five or ten minutes in terms of setting the stage for what was to come okay Totally, yeah.
What did they what did they call them, Nick Cameron? Tartars? Like tartar, like tartar sauce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. what if what if it was actually what if it was actually like some sort of like insult like the the guy the guy who did the subtitles was actually like team manchu and he was like oh no i'm gonna call him like it's like it's supposed to be tarts right like they're like weak sissies like i'm gonna call them tarts tartars right (laughs) okay okay Okay. <laughs> well, even with all that great voice acting. <laughs> oh, so like they so they were still doing sound in post at that point. Okay, got it. <laughs> really? Wow. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Ryan, how did you watch it? <laughs> I watched it dubbed as hell too. So, I mean, as uh, I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's still the case at the time of this recording, it's free on Amazon. If you have an Amazon prime subscription, is that where you watched it? Yeah. 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 Same. So. You think. <laughs> well, it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne's World 2. Yeah. Tia Carrere, excuse me. Don't whitewash her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never I never I never saw that one actually. I think that came up last season or something, but like I really I, I feel like it's funny. <laughs> Qualifier. <laughs> oh man yeah
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. And Absolutely. Yeah. And that was like, yeah. And that was really the thing that kind of stuck out to me, like from those opening scenes, you know, is that, you know, we get a lot of wide shots and we get the processions and we've got extras. And not only that, but the the nature of the costumes, you know, like uh, the, the, the color schemes that were used in both the set design as well as those costumes, like very ornate, very theatrical. And on to that note as well, um, the score. So the score itself, too, it was almost like it, at times it almost it was funny because it was so old school. Like I, it wasn't what I expected a score for a kung fu film to be, because I really feel like you could take that out. Like there was a lot of like normally they would throw a lot of like Eastern sort of sounds in there. But like that score is largely Western influence to the point that it sounds like it could be put up on like one of those 50s romantic comedies like you know, Audrey Hepburn, Cary Grant type film or like an early Disney, you know, Herbie the Love Bug thing almost or something, right? Like very fanciful. Yeah, so. Um, yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's the low ominous tones. That's the bad guy. Okay, got it. Cool. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I Well, the one thing they did well is that they were able to sort of infiltrate this this small town or whatever. So basically, the sort of impetus for the entire uh, well, you can call it a plot if you want, but well, so the impetus for the plot line is basically that like uh, the 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 dynasty in control discovers that our main character is working is is educating himself at a school. And they go in and they find out that basically all of the headmasters and teachers of this school are actually themselves rebels. And so they're sort of like covertly, uh, you know, training this like guerrilla army. And so 
Well, yeah, so, <laughs> and to your point, it, it wasn't covert enough, so they got found out, and then the entire village gets raised, and all of the family members of everybody gets killed, um, you know, and so it's our our protagonist, Lou, as well as a couple other characters, um, which, by the way, just to throw out there, uh, did you guys, did you guys notice Lou, or did you, re did you recognize him from anywhere, or did you see after the fact who he was? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he was Pi May and Kill Bill for anybody that didn't uh, know that up front. And, and you can sort of tell. It was like, I, I didn't know that going into it, but I saw him and I'm like, I know that guy from somewhere. And it was like halfway through. I'm like, ah, Kill Bill. That's it. Yep. Like when he gave a certain look or something, right? And it was like, oh, yeah, that's him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um... Sure. Yeah. So and then, uh, you know, so basically uh, the, the like I said, the army figures out what's going on, kill all the students, all the family. Lou and one of his classmates are able to run away and they find out that like their family and everyone was killed. Yeah. And rapidly, like very like. <laughs> yes <laughs> Bill and Ted style <laughs> Bill <-loo -loo. laughs> <laughs> and, yeah and i'm so glad you brought that up cameron because that's one of the things actually that i have right here as well which is that like this film so it, uh, it's come up a couple times this season ryan and i uh, during films that we've looked at just the nature of pacing right and how it's kind of one of those things that kind of uh, oftentimes gets overlooked in film discussion um so this film had an absolutely breakneck pace through most of it and to the, to the point that I was surprised that it was still almost two hours long right because you normally a film that moves this quickly you're going to be out in like 90 minutes just because you, you know you kind of you don't have a that much of a load to spend right like you're going out that fast um so you know guns akimbo all these films tend to be shorter so yeah <laughs> Yeah, but again, the, the things that do happen, it's like, it's so quick. So like you said, like basically they're like, uh, oh yeah, this happened. Cool. Let's go learn Kung Fu. Bring it to the people. Yeah. Sounds good. Done. And then like you say, and then like, and then they, they show up to the grounds and, uh, you know, it gives this whole thing. And then, um, so, well, so let's, so let's just talk about this real quick. So there's this scene that they run through the forest, right? They're trying to run away from the dynasty. Uh, the, the, they end up getting, drawn into a battle and the friend gets killed, but Lou is able to escape. 
Um, we see some more of that really awesome costuming where we have all of the army in red. And basically, Lou finds a small town that is right next to this sort of Shaolin temple. And he's in bad shape, but, you know, they're obviously some good guys, you know, here to help the little guy. They're going to help uh, smuggle him into the temple, which they do so by putting him in an oversized basket uh, along with some crops and a very sort of like Bugs Bunny style grift. <laughs> right? Even down to... Yeah, like you know exactly the beats that are coming, right? You're like, okay, so they're going to be checking off the stuff, then they're going to go to hoist the one, and it's going to be heavier, and they're going to be like, oh, what's going on? Like, well, got to bring it in anyway. Uh, <laughs> except instead of... In <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, yeah, and that and you know what? I mean, uh, that actually brings up an interesting point uh, that I was going to bring up later, but just because it's kind of come up right now, which is that um, I think that the the way that this story plays out is, is very much sort of like indicative of a, a lot of the sort of story progression that I see in Japanese pop culture, right? Like whether it's mangas and animes or whether it's video games or whether it's films, right? It's this sort of like, it's like, okay, you start from the bottom, right? And you need to become all powerful to defeat the big baddie or whatever it is, right? Um, and then, you know, along the way, it's like very much like grind, 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 and then bam, absorb OP power, right? And then grind, 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 bam, absorb new OP power. And we very much see that in the progression, like the way that he's supposed to like balance on these barrels. And then by the end of it, he develops like super Kung Fu Ultra Mega single jump pop flying kick. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's, it's, it's very much like grind, 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 grind. Like, oh, now I can do this amazing thing. Bam, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? He makes it look easy, bro. That's the, that's the thing, dude. You're taking it for granted. <laughs> Ah, please. <laughs> so here's the thing, dude. It... <laughs> now, look, there are a, there are a couple rooms. <laughs> there are a couple rooms. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's just let's just bring up up to speed here, so we can actually get into this. So you know, so they, they do the whole grift where they bring him into the temple. You know, he ends up being discovered because they, they knock over the crops. He comes spilling out. Uh, they see that he's in bad shape. So they're basically like, okay, well, we're going to let you go ahead and heal. Once you're up to speed, time to get the hell out. Right. Uh, but what should take, I don't know, seemingly months, according to their reaction, uh, in terms of healing time, it only takes him 10 days. And so the Lord of the temple is very impressed and assumes that this is a, a showing that Buddha favors him. And as a result, they're going to keep him around and let him be, you know, one of the monks, uh, which you're right, Ryan, a very, very similar setup to Harakiri. I guess that was kind of, you know, a thing that happened at a certain point in history and was probably very common for a lot of the people over there.
<laughs> yeah, I think I think I think you're talking about the third act. I I kind of had a very similar like <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which is funny too because so we're pretty much I mean right right now we start the second act and kind of you know you kind of alluded to it earlier Ryan that like it's a bulk of the film you know it's just him sort of training so so like I said they, you know they they're like okay Buddha favors uh you we're going to let you stay we're going to let you be part of what we got going on here and then you know again it's just you know we cut to him standing outside and he's like hey master it's been a year can I talk to you and we're like oh okay cool now a year has passed great <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was... It's a, it's about an hour. I would say I would say it's about half the film, I would say. Which by the way, let's also acknowledge that traditional three act structure from a screenplay perspective, as we learned in film school, that's about the divvy, right? 25% first, 50% second, 25% third. So I wouldn't say this is necessarily well structured. Again, we'll get to that third act in a little bit, but it does follow at least to a degree. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's that's very good. That's funny. <laughs> Wait, what was it? I, I'm not familiar with this. Oh. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
I was going to say, especially when you find out that there's only 35 chambers. So, oh, this 36 is going to be like a metaphorical or they're going to grow into it. Like, awesome. It's not just the final baddie, right? Or the 37th. Or the 69th. Or the 69th. <laughs> that is true no absolutely that's hilarious I had no idea about that. I also thought it was really funny too, where, you know, again, he's like, uh, when he, when he, when he calls the guy over, it's like, yeah, it's been a year. And you know, I haven't learned any Kung Fu. And the guy's just very nonchalantly like, Oh really? You haven't? Cause we got a whole course on it. All I had to do was say something. And, uh, yeah, we got these 35 chambers here. <laughs> it's like, you think it would have come up sometime over the year? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> he was like oh wait do you mean like do you mean like the the chamber room like yeah the chamber area oh i wondered why it was called the chamber room <laughs> like just so nonchalantly like oh why didn't you say something i've got him right here <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was very funny, and, uh, yeah, well, and then, and then it's also weird, too, because, so, like, you know, so they tell him, they're like, okay, yeah, so there's, uh, 35 rooms, you know, he's like, cool, I want to start at room 35, and they're like, great, kid, and so they take him in, and he sees the old guy, and I'm sure that that's, like, what the Pi Mei character from Kill Bill was based on, was that, like, the, the old guy right there, um, and, and, and they, he drops a move that is really weird because it's like, so it's like this supernatural street fighter wind fireball, right? And it's like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, so that's the ultimate form of Kung Fu. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. So this is the filmmaker telling us, us that like, this is what Lou, our protagonist is going to like grow into, but then he doesn't. Like, by the end of it, he never learns any like wind thing. And furthermore, he doesn't fight that guy. Like... So that was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What? Uh, none, none, none chambers? I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I, I, I literally don't know what you're talking about. Please to explain, sir. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I, I saw that in the credits. <laughs> well, I mean, is that a, is that, is that something too, like uh, in terms of, uh, what is it? Mandarin, right? The pronunciation, do they pronounce E's as A's? Cause I know there's, I know there's different pronunciations from the way that we do in a lot of the vowels. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? There's 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 something we should actually there's something we can actually talk about right now too that this dovetails nicely into, which is that it's easy to forget right now in 2021 with how globalized everything is and with how you know the influx of various nationalities over the years into America. Like we have all the nationalities, right? There's there's a a market for a ton of of different languages, right? Um, so, you know, you can make money by having, you know, uh, Spanish, uh, Spanish language films, Chinese language films, you know, here in America where before they would be strictly related to region and the Internet only opened that up more. So but it's easy to forget that, like prior to 2000, like dubbing was not done with a level of respect and sophistication right so like you brought up at the top of the show like el mariachi man like we looked at that last time and we started i remember starting it and getting through five minutes on dubbing and being like no i cannot do this right like because it was like it was just like pick like the most stereotypic accent like hey martin you better get over here right like you basically like here speedy gonzalez like Andre, Andre, let's go <laughs> And I was just like, no. So, you know, and that's 93. So now go back 30 years prior to that. That's where we are with this. So, like, I don't know about you guys, but but my Lou sounded like a New York, like, Jewish gangster, right? <laughs> he was like, hey, guys, we got to go. We got to overthrow the government. Right? Like, uh, and then, like, his friend was, like, the mouse. He's like, hey, what are you doing, guy? We got to go over here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, so, like, just the, the voices were, like, now they would just get an Asian actor to speak normally, right? And he would have just a naturally, you know, Asian inflection from that being his first language. But, like, so, you know, when we go back and, you know, we're, we're, we're super critical of a lot of the dubbing and stuff like that. I just think, again, it's easy to forget that, um... You know, the markets weren't what they were now. Uh, the level of sensitivity that we have to other cultures and stuff like that, you know, wasn't what it is now. Um, but, you know, to get these sobering reminders is uh, just it's very funny, dude. It's very funny. It always makes me laugh. It's like, ah, I guess we have come. Come. I guess we're doing OK. We're making some progress. Good for us. Reluctant pat on the back. Fine. <laughs> we're yeah. 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 You know, we're not uh, we're not doing so bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. Oh, and and not only that, but it also lends that much more depth and credence to the Wu Tang album, right? Because their album is Enter the Thirty Sixth Chamber, so they are inviting us into their world to teach us their Shaolin ways with their debut album. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and then, so, so like I said, we're, we're firmly in, uh, which, oh man, <laughs> it's taking us a long time to get to the second act guys, uh, but if that's okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so, but the good thing is that we can pretty much speed through the second act here because it's basically just the, the, the Yoda Luke training montage for an hour. 
That's all it is, right? And we get, it's also a really interesting progression, right? Because, so the first one, it's all about balance, right? Is he's got a balance on these barrels and he tries to get around it and they make him go through and then he figures it out. Then they bust up the barrels, they become the logs. He's able to like skip across it super quick. And, you know, yeah, exactly, right? And then from there, and then from, yeah, no, absolutely. And then from there we kick it up and they take us to that sort of like arm pyramid bicep building thing outside, right? And this is basically they have to carry these like buckets of water and they have these blades that hang down from their biceps where if their arms go down, the blades touch the sides of their bodies. Um, and so, and then after that, he goes to the eye chamber. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like the eye chamber maybe should have come before the arm chamber. <laughs> in terms of progression, like, like I, 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 I thought that was the funniest thing. I thought there was two of like the le- because then after that he goes to the head chamber, which is just a bunch of dudes headbutting like punching bags. So it's like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe the the blades on the biceps might have been more towards the end after like watching a a pendulum swing back and forth, and uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he, he kind of like ramps up super quick and then, but then he still has halfway to go and it's like, ah, well, he's probably just got some specific skills to look. That's true. Well, you know, guys, I mean, one one of the things we haven't even talked about, which is like the friggin' hallmark of these films, and that's the sound effects. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, so, okay, first of all, everybody listening, if you've watched this film, you know, you, you know, and if you haven't, this is basically like all of the kung fu parodies that you would do with your friends on the schoolyard as a kid, right? Where, you know, you, you, the, the mouth doesn't match what you're saying. And uh, I, I would do it for you guys, but again, it's audio. You can't see my mouth. So I'm not going to do it. But, uh, and uh, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then just uh, like, you know, uh, Brian, you pointed it out too, like the Wayne's World 2 thing of the, uh, where the fights, you know, the just like the super dramatic cling cling uh, sound effects where it's like, it kind of doesn't match and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the clanging of the swords and the super dramatic fist punches and the like, <laughs> <laughs> especially if you have like that like that that score that we talked about earlier so all that's going on and then it's like what the hell is going on <laughs> the laser sounds were the best dude they were like so dramatic <laughs> correct
Yeah, that 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 was the eye chamber. Yeah, with the with the pendulum thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I mean again, dude. The the entire the entire chamber is just watching a pendulum swing from left to right. Like I can do that. I can do that right now. I can do that right now too. I played. I've been playing video games my whole life. My hand eye coordination is top notch. <laughs> By the way, that just reminded me right now. Did they make a Wu-Tang fighting game for like PlayStation 1 through 3 somewhere along the way? That sounds familiar. Right? If they didn't, they had it in the works? I feel like that was a thing, man. I don't know. I just thought of that for some reason. <laughs> yeah, the, I... <laughs> That was amazing. It was uh, it was so many different things in, in in one. It was a staff, but then it had like the crescent moon blade at the end. But then like, oh, which way? Which one? Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like his little. It's like his little Yoda stick that he they whack him with or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it would be awesome if both like his face and the glove like throbbed after you got like a really hard whack in. <laughs> yeah. And, and, Gotcha. Uh, we actually can. I'll tell you what, like, real quick. So the only thing that I was just going to mention before that is we get, like, a super quick montage. And the only thing that really happens before that of, of any merit is where he does the, like, chamber where he's kicking the, va the, va the vases or the pots or whatever, like, through the rings of fire or whatever. So, like, he does that whole, th yeah, which was cool. And then after that, yeah, so, so basically... What happens is that's like the finishing of the montage and he's cleared like all the 35 chambers. Cameron, to your point, really weird that there's all of a sudden like, okay, well, you cleared all 35 chambers. And it's like, well, it's weird because the structure is, you know, you give us glimpse, 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 glimpse. And then you sort of show us the whole last chamber, right? Him go through it from beginning to end and like, cool, we're, 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 we're moving forward there. But yeah. Yeah, which it's and and it's almost it's almost incongruent that it somehow takes an hour. <laughs> like it's like how does it take an hour but you skip through like well over half the chambers? I I it's so weird, right? Like 
yeah. How much time is left, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, it would, it would, it. Yeah, no, it was definitely already kind of slow, so it would have definitely slowed it down a lot more to keep it going any further. Oh, that would make sense. I honestly thought it was just going into a pool. Like, they weren't doing anything with it. Like, it was just about... Like, it was more of that, like, mental, like, not only are you doing this shit, but it's not even doing anything. Now get back to it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, you're right. I Yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan, it's the it's the journey, not the destination, man. You never you never came to learn that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, that's what those people on the pyramid are. Ah, oh, I always wondered. <laughs> I didn't think anything of it, despite the fact I really wanted to learn Kung Fu. But now that you mention it. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, he goes through all this stuff and then there's like there's basically like the I don't know, I guess he's like the number two um, or whatever of the in terms of controlling the chambers. And yeah, he's he'd be like the man. He's like the manager, right? He's not the owner, but he's like the manager. Right. And everybody always hates the manager. Uh, so, yeah, so he basically, you know, the, 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 the high Lord is getting ready to give him whatever chamber he wants. But then the other guy steps in and is like, ah, I think he should have to beat me first. And then he's like, yeah, okay, no problem. And so then they scrap and yeah, he basically gets his ass beat. And then that's when Ryan, to your point, we get the introduction of, uh, where he, he finds a way to finally defeat him. So why don't you go ahead and, uh, bring up those nunchucks. <laughs> and they hurt they're so much heavier than you think they're gonna be that's what I'm saying you're doing the thing against your rib cage and you're like ow my fucking ribs <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the thing is he does, yeah.
Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Interesting. Well, see... <laughs> well not only that but then you can then you can also like move your grip so instead of just controlling the outside which he doesn't but you could theoretically move your grip inside then you've got a staff with little chorly things at the end that you could like use to knock people around and stuff like that yeah exactly uh-huh <laughs> true and you and you and you haven't figured how you can work it into your super flying ultra mega single leg kick a jump right <laughs> so yeah so but he's able to uh create this weapon and he uses that to ultimately to defeat this guy and then uh the Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> what get the hell out of here bro <laughs> yeah it's the uh it's the telescoping one with the little three parts that like fly out <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so um so yeah so we do kind of uh and and yeah i do like and it's kind of the same thing right in terms of that progression right where he's just like ah man i got my ass kicked well oh well and then like all of a sudden he's like wait a minute grabs the staff ha 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 and like now he can like chop down fucking trees just like that and he's like ah, i'm invincible now um so uh Oh, wow. That's... <laughs> and then finally, after those two years, he is able to defeat him, and thusly, the Lord grants him access to uh, run whatever chamber he wants, and he says, uh, oh, uh, I... Okay, let's see. If I could run anything... Dude, honestly, man, I would run that headbutt chamber just because I could sit there and play Switch all day and be like, yep, you guys hit, you guys hit those arms. Guys, the head's cool. Keep it up. Do it all again. 
<laughs> I'm gonna go pull some crops on Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, the one I wouldn't want to do is that bell one, man. That seems tedious as shit, dude. Like, I gotta sit here and, and clang this damn bell over and over, like, dang, dang. Yeah, exactly, and I was like, what is that? You could have at least picked a drummer, someone who can, you know, keep this thing going. <laughs> but uh yeah so he uh but our our protagonist lou says no i want the 36th they're like you must be mistaken there is no 36th oh well he wants to invent it and the 36th is him bringing the Shaolin ways to the people, right? Going out, teaching them the Kung Fu ways so that they can defend themselves from tyranny. I also think it was really funny that, like, I mean, all along the way, like, you know, we've mentioned that there's been very little room for subtlety. Uh, but that also extends to, like, the messaging. They're like, hey, guys, are you just going to let the government sit there and tell you that you can't speak your mind? And they're like, no, no, we're not. We're going we're go, we're to go learn kung fu. It's like, that's right. <laughs> and then they're so like, that's, that's, all, that's all they talk about it, right? Like, there's zero other propaganda, whatever. And then, like... <laughs> I liked that though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> okay, here's the... Th Okay, here's the thing though. I will take this a step further and this I just I couldn't get over it, dude. It just made me laugh, which is like not only does it it doesn't just wrap the film up in 10 to 15 minutes. It legit turns into like a whole other movie in terms of structure. So basically what it does is it's like, "Hey, second act is over. Time for third act. We're going to start the third act." by going back to the start of a second act and assembling a team for a goal in the third act. But it's like, no, you're in the third act already. You can't go back and assemble the team in the third act. That's second act shit. You have 15 minutes. How are you introducing new characters with 15 minutes left? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely.
I mean, fine, but come on. Like, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> That's what I was saying. This is the 30 minute mark of Ocean's Eleven, and there's 10 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Dude, we guessed it up. We guessed it on a program and looked at Army of the Dead recently, and that was like the 40-minute mark of Army of the Dead is what they're doing now. <laughs> Cliffhanger to be continued, bitches. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> exactly <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I just say it's like something completely different. They're like, oh, now here, now, now, now here, now here comes the astronaut of Jupiter, and you're like, what? And it's like, is this from a different movie? And they're like, nope, nope, saving it for the third act. Surprise, bitches! Gotcha. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is, I think, yeah, that's like his general. Uh, it's like, yeah, exactly. So... No, because no, because the, the the weirdest thing too is if I is if I have it correctly, is he Lou isn't even the one that kills him. I believe it's the first of his recruits. Like, so there's because the, there's there's two recruits that we see him recruit. There's the first guy who's kind of just like a badass warrior in town, and then and I'm pretty sure he defeats that general. 
Or yeah, he defeats Tay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay, so and then there's and then after that there's the 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 rice grinder guy who just kind of wants to drink. Oh, right, right, right. So there's three of them. Okay. Yeah. This, so that and that was what that was that was what I wanted to ask you guys about too, which is that I didn't. So they 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 come up with this big plan to to devise a trap. What what it what exactly was that? Like it kind of seemed like it was construction rubble that they set up to to like I, what what was it? Was it flour? I thought it was like I thought it was like concrete dust or something. I was very confused. I was like they had drywall back then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, let's get three dozen guys to set up this trap, uh, or we could just have him beat him up. No, no, no. Three dozen guys get to work. It's chamber 43, get to work. <laughs> Also, now that I think about it, isn't there, like, not a wall out there? Like, couldn't they just have easily gone out a number of different exits? Like, not down through that one specific opening? <laughs> they didn't even, like, weave them there. It's very convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Over. Uh, audiences, they're actually 69ing right now, despite what it sounds like. <laughs> That's the poll they're talking about. <laughs> Is someone making mac and cheese? <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so and and, we, and we've got to talk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, what if the what if, so what if this film was actually like the pinnacle of subversion, right? And so we're we're talking about all of this and we're making all of these things, but that was exactly their point is like you can spend a lifetime training and doing it the natural right way or you can just take a shitload of cocaine and be done with it. What are you going to do? You, you, you want to spend a lifetime or you want to be over and done with it? Right? Right? Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, re the, the real lesson was believing in ourselves. <laughs> by the way, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. By the way, how have we gone almost 90 minutes without mentioning the camera work? Dude, I mean, the camera work itself. So first of all, uh, I mean, again, so so Cameron, where do you fall on uh, in terms of Tarantino fandom? Oh, I, I huge giant Tarantino fan. Same, arguably my favorite filmmaker. Uh, I, I understand the criticisms and no, I can't necessarily defend them, right? Just, um, but yeah, so... Exactly. That's you know, he 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 is an inspiration to us and, and yeah, if you were part of if you were part of that time it makes sense. If not, it might not. Either way, one hundred percent with you on that. It was like I am certain that he watched this film three dozen times before he made Kill Bill. Because so much of the cinematography from that, right? Just the the the, the kinetic way that it's shot, but especially with like if you actually look at the camera work, this camera is always moving. 
the camera at least maybe through the the training montage right so but like those first 30 40 minutes like the camera if it's not panning it's tilting if it's not uh booming up it's zooming in like and oftentimes it does oh dude like so many zoom shots, so many zoom lenses. They've got slow zooms. They've got fast zooms. But yeah, just um, the whole, you know, the, the the quick zoom in, you know, when somebody performs some sort of action or gives a look, you know, we see that a lot in Kill Bill. We see that a lot in, in a lot of different types of action films. Um, yeah. And, and it would be interesting. And I'm sure someone like Riza, you know, could speak to it. But not being familiar with Kung Fu films, I don't know if this film popularized a lot of this or if this was already part of the Kung Fu aesthetic. So like the crazy sound effects, like was that already a thing or did this film sort of introduce that to Kung Fu? I mean, I don't know if you guys do. Mm. Got it. Yeah, and they have these, and they can't have the big giant exteriors with, you know, 50 extras and crazy costumes. And, you know, to Brian, to your point much earlier in the episode, you know, most of the time these films are much smaller and they're a lot cheaper and, you know, they don't have that production value. So yeah, you get, you know, this big, like you say, you know, David Lean style epic production, but with, you know, these genre heavy Kung Fu elements and crazy sound effects, but then also this like really elegaic score. And so it's, it was a really interesting experience. Definitely. <laughs> That's true. Uh Man, the tie-ins right there, the tie-in. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Yes, but it was it's the reverse swastika. The swastika was based on that image. Yes. <laughs> that is kind of funny, though. No, but I see. I mean, here's the thing, though, is like that's not I mean, we have plenty of Amer we have plenty of American cinema that said the same thing around the same time. Right. I mean, this isn't isn't this right around Death Wish times? I mean, come on. Oh no! Oh no! Had you ever seen like Straw Dogs? 
They're like, it's kind of the same thing. It's like very, what we would consider problematic messaging today, right? In the, in the late sixties and seventies, it was kind of just like, yeah, you know what? If someone's fucking with you, you go and you torture them and their family and then it takes care of it, you know? And it's like, they have it coming. (laughs) Yeah, of course. No, we go way heavy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I think it was, I'm telling you, I I feel like it was probably indicative of the time because, I mean, think about late 70s, early 80s cinema. And yeah, you know, right off the bat, I'm thinking Death Wish, uh, like I said, Dirty Harry, perfect example, right? Um, So I think, you know, there was probably something in the water or the air at the time relative to you know, social movements, things that were going on that, you know, we're probably not versed enough in, but yeah, I'm sure it was a reflection of that. Um, And then especially too, uh, but also, I mean, this was a Japanese film. Is that correct? Chinese. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense because uh, hero was hero that we, that we looked at last year, kind of the same way. Like I think that uh, a lot of, yeah, exactly. So I think that with a lot of Chinese films, you know, especially just the whole, um, yeah, battle for you know uh, communism over there and everything I think that a lot of the films that we've seen sort of if they don't directly deal with that it's definitely a large part of it you know and I'm sure it's a large part of just the the culture is um you know again just deciding whether you're like pro or anti-communism and and how all of that folds into that you know I'd imagine there's something there yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, the uh, so the, when the film ends, we basically got Lou and he, you know, fights the big baddie with the tri chuck, tri ninja chucks. I call them tri chucks, and uh, defeats the uh, you know, opens up the thirty sixth chamber, which is him teaching the people. And then we get that sort of you know final sequence of him training a bunch of people. And then there's like you know the one like oafish douche doofus kind of guy. Uh, to your point earlier, I think. I didn't really understand it at the moment, but then I was like, oh, I think probably what they're trying to say is like he could be the one, too, because the same way that Lou was kind of, you know, uh, doofus when he came into the system and ended up being the great chosen one. Like maybe this guy will be that. But I also didn't know if it was just like trying to go off out on a cheap laugh or something like that. Right. Like some sort of pratfall. Didn't 100 percent know. Yeah, so again, just uh, the, the 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 different elements that they decided to put together in this one, pretty 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 interesting. You don't ne- necessarily see all these things, you know. Again, this classical score combined with these, you know, genre sound effects combined with this big awesome cinematography, and and but yeah, so uh, all of that combines for an interesting experience, and that is the thirty sixth chamber of Shaolin. So, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up. Hold on. Let me retake that. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, that was uh, Enter the 30s. I keep saying Enter the 36th Chamber and it fucks me up. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. And we're going to go ahead and wrap things up as we do here with our three adjectives feature. Ryan, I'm going to let you go first, man. I always let you go first. Uh, what you got?
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, pretty much kind of, uh, similar for me there. So my first one is kinetic. Uh, just a very sort of vibrant, high-energy style filmmaking. Like I said, a lot of those zooms and fast cuts, uh, really, you know, fast-paced. Um, so it moves quickly uh, until it doesn't, but even then it still moves along. Um, uh, my second one is opulent, just in terms of the nature of the production. You know, very big, very grand in terms of the costumes and the theatricality. Um, you know, we've got these dudes on horseback strutting in, lots of extras. Um, and then even when it's not, you know, we still get the very vibrant costumes and things of that nature. And uh, I suppose kind of keeping in with kinetic, but uh, over the top, which is just, you know, not only when you're talking about the sound effects, of course, you know, just that super ridiculous over the top. Um, you know, the performances tend to be very broad in films like this. Um, you know, there's not really a lot of room for subtlety in this type of picture. So uh, I would say it so. Hyperkinetic, opulent, and over the top. Now, we are going to go ahead and formalize our ratings here. Now, Cameron, I'm going to let you start with this one. Uh, you can do, uh, well, you can do three things. So you can do the star rating out of five like I do. You can do the grade rating A through F like Ryan does. Or you can do a third as to be determined thing of your own volition. What you got? <laughs> okay. Got it. 
Cool. Ryan, what you got, man? <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm a little bit closer to uh, Ryan than Cameron, I think. So I'm going to give this, uh, I'm actually giving this a solid four out of five stars. Now for, yeah, now for me, here's the thing. So, uh, you know, Ryan, we've talked about this before. You know, largely my ratings are reflective of my experience, right? Like if you're going to ask me like, you know, on an intellectual level, what type, you know, how many stars would you give this film? Probably closer, you know, three to three and a half, right? Like there are a number of issues with it. But when I sit down and I think about my experience watching this movie, like I enjoyed this movie, right? I was in it the whole time. Uh, I never got bored. Uh, Ryan, it, classic Hallmark, right? Like what's your thing? Like what are your hallmarks of a good film? Like how often do you check your phone or how often do you want to check your phone? Never, not the entire time, you know, for two hours, I never felt, you know, restless, antsy, um, you know, even as I'm taking my notes, like, so I just really had a good time with this film and I appreciated the scale, the scope, the cinematography was amazing. The acting was great. Uh, and, and here's the thing. I almost feel like I would even, there's, there's my, that rating could even bump up a little bit if I was to watch the original, uh, Mandarin language. Cause like I said, the subtitles were brutal to get through and it's, it's like a lot of stuff about halfway through you kind of settle in, you know, and just kind of take it for what it is. But yeah, I really enjoyed this one and I'm giving it a solid four out of five stars. So that is our discussion here wraps things up. Cameron, really appreciate you joining us today. I had a lot of fun talking about this movie with you. Um, yeah, definitely. So once again, everyone, Green Shirt Podcast, you can find him on all of the socials. Um, is there... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if there's anything else that you want to plug, please go ahead. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. Ha, <laughs>
That's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, dude. Well, I mean, I shoot, dude. I feel like I have to bring this up. I normally like never talk about this like on the show. Ryan's brought it up a couple times, but like, uh, so I actually uh recently made a film as well. Uh, it's a film that I wrote and directed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's called Toast, and mine is basically about an eccentric inventor who uh, screws up an experiment one day and zaps himself into a toaster, and then his lazy, unambitious roommate has to get him out, and hijinks ensue. So we are in the same position, right? Our film's called Toast. It's working its way through the festivals over here in Los Angeles, and we will be looking for distribution as well. So uh, let's help each other out, man, um, you know, in whatever ways we can, um, and, uh, you know, we'll touch base after this and maybe even try to, like, you know, find some, uh, it sounds like in different respects, both of our movies would qualify for like some of those like midnight screening type cult festivals, you know? Um, so yeah, man, we should see what we can do together. Awesome. Cool. Well, let's go ahead. And, uh, in addition to plug in our personal works, we do have the show that we would like you guys to help spread the word about, right? So we've got Esoterica Cinema on the Twitter and the Instagram. You should be following those as well as the website, EsotericaCinema.com. We do have a web player up there with the current episodes that you can always listen to. You can access the past episodes. We've got the animatics and of course our master list that we always encourage you guys to download and follow along with as we select our random films at the end of every episode. Once again, we are looking for 30 30 films to replace the ones that we look at in season two and we'll need those I don't know sometime within the next six months so anybody out there feel free to hit us up on any of the socials or at esotericacinema at gmail.com let us know what films you would like us to review we'll put it on that list maybe it never gets pulled maybe it gets pulled the next episode who's to say that's how the wheel of chance works um, and then, of course, we've got the personals so we've got uh, Ryan Siebold uh, Ryan underscore Siebold excuse me <clears throat> And then, of course, we've got the personals, uh, Ryan underscore Siebold on the Instagram, at the Ryan Siebold on the Twitter, and then I am at Jason Aberrant, 1B2Rs, on both platforms. So, with that all out of the way, we get to one of my favorite parts of the show, where we get to select next week's film. Uh, just a bevy of possibilities, and who knows what we're going to come up with. Uh, okay, so I'll tell you what. Actually, I'll, I will throw this your way, Cameron, because you seem like a pretty, yeah, you like a, you, excuse me. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, Cameron, I will throw this your way because you seem like a pretty creative guy. So if you want, you can just do straight one through 200 and give me a number. Or if you want, you can come up with, you know, you can give me two numbers and we'll average them or add them or what. Are, either way, I need some way to get to 200 uh, to get to a number between one and 200. What you got for me? Ah, I love it. Way to go, dude. That was well done. Well done. Okay, so. Okay, we're sticking with 38. Okay, either way, either way, we're in a really good section. We we win regardless. So, but we're going with 38 here. Okay, so again, everybody at home who has downloaded their master list gets to go ahead and check out what 38 is right now. And for everyone who doesn't, don't you feel bad that they know what movie I'm talking about right now and you don't? I mean, come on, get on board with that, right? <laughs> so, so Cameron, for 38, we are going to look at the very first film from arguably the most popular filmmaker to ever grace the earth. 
we are looking at it is dual it is dual yes <laughs> Steven Spielberg's made for TV film duel his very first I've never seen it have you guys ever seen it yeah yeah so uh so yeah so uh yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, we we do a lot of uh, we like to put a lot of like first you know filmmakers because like I think I mean I wouldn't even be surprised if a lot of kids think Jaws is like his first film, you know, um, it wouldn't really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all got to cut our teeth somewhere. So, uh, so yeah, but, uh, I, this is a film you can find a lot of places. So to everyone listening, go ahead and check out Steven Spielberg's duel in anticipation of our next episode and we will catch you. Oh, right. So hold on. Sorry. <clears throat> so yeah, Ryan, uh, I believe you, uh, you have a description of this one for us. Wow, no way. Oh man, Cam, are you familiar with Richard Matheson? Dude, yeah, Twi Twilight Zone guy wrote I Am Legend. Um just brilliant brilliant writer. Uh Here's the thing, he, he here's the thing. Every every, every single I was going to say though, every single classic Twilight Zone episode is either a Rod Serling script or it's a Richard Matheson script. Like, he has done, like, five characters in search of an exit. Like, so many good ones, dude. Yeah, I've only, I, I've only read I Am Legend of his, but it was a fantastic book. Much better, better, better book than movie, even though I didn't hate the movie. But it was, it's a really, really good book. Ah, look at that. Well, yeah, we'll have to see if we can, uh, yeah, we'll have to see if we can pick it out and bring it up when we look at the episode. So, uh, yeah, again, thanks so much for joining us, Cameron. We had a great time here. Super fun talking with you. Everybody, make sure to catch out Green Shirt Podcast. Again, if you're not a Star Trek watcher, that's okay, because Cameron wasn't either, and he's going to guide you through that. And uh, for Esoterica Cinema, make sure you watch Duel in advance of our next episode. Sorry, let me, let me take that in. And for our show, make sure you watch Duel in advance of next week's episode, and we will see you then on Esoterica Cinema. <laughs> well, if you, if you didn't leave something on the table on an episode, then you're not doing it, right?